What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, Wealth Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. Joseph, what's more important to you? Cash now, cash flow, or cash later? I'm all about the cash flow. Give well, it to me now. Well, as we interview one of the real estate gurus, that somebody that has been in the real estate investment space for the last 25 years and is who the real estate investors go to to get content, he shares those three things. There's three ways to make money in the real estate space, either cash now, which is a lot of times what wholesalers would refer to or flippers and like doing transaction work, right? To get, get cash immediately. Uh, immediately. Yeah. There's cash flow, which is in the rental uh, game, whether it's short term, long term, and then cash later, which would be kind of the equity and appreciation and appreciation that comes from projects. So That's right. I, 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 lo I love the way that he was just sharing, just dropping some nuggets on us, giving us some ways to think about this post COVID environment. Um, that we, we do need to consider how do we protect assets, how do we pivot, and how do we profit. I will say that he uses a cuss word on our show. I didn't stop him. I didn't, <laughs> Not this time. I didn't say we don't use the name mm, Ramsey on our show. <laughs> right? right? I mean, right. that that is not okay. <laughs> but I get what he was after. Uh, we gave him a pass. We'll we'll teach him about um, whole life insurance later, um, <laughs> which I'm sure is going to be great. It's going to be an amazing conversation when we spend time with him um, in Nashville. But what he did do right, Russ, you cannot forget this. He coined the family economy. I mean, have you thought about that? Like, what is your family's economy? I, I love what he was saying because we've spent a lot of time in the past talking about family banking and the importance of getting each generation, Gen 1, Gen 2, Gen 3 involved. And connected and like using each other's strengths and weaknesses as a whole. Well, I, I love it. I mean, he was talking about how his parents were helping fund deals for him and how he was helping fund deals for his kids and how they were all creating cash flow along the way. And through that, eliminating the need for banks. So I love, yes. you know, he had a no debt plan, which again, I, he loved leverage out of different angles. He's also talking about banking. He's become a banker. He's lending That's money. That's right. That's can, right. Can you imagine what Gary's going um, um, go, going to see the opportunity when we share infinite banking with him? Oh, he's going to love it. He's going to love it. <laughs> well, he's but, but he's going to love it because of the big thing that I think that drives everything about him is freedom. Is that not why we're sitting on this on this interview with him? We're just like, dude. You're speaking our language. Right. He he definitely is like-minded in many things, real estate, investing, uh, family banking, and uh, the freedom. <laughs> freedom. I was about to say something else. I'll, I'll hold you. I'll hold that off, let you listen to it in the interview. Take action. Use this information. Apply it so that you, too, can be on your path to becoming financially free. Let's jump into the interview with Gary Boomershine. 
Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now, here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Muret. Welcome into the show, guys. We are in for a treat with Gary Boomershawn. Gary, so glad to have you, man. Uh, it's a pleasure. Super, super happy. I know that we had a little bit of a mishap on the technology, and I'm really happy to be here with you guys and hopefully share some really, really good, timely uh, information for all of your loyal followers and stuff that's relevant to our lives uh, as we're kind of maneuvering through this COVID uh stuff right <laughs> well just kind of like joey's golf game i'm assuming it's always going to be better the second hit so ah. th th this will be a great opportunity uh, we've had a had chance to interview gary in the past unfortunately we, we definitely had a technology glitch but for those gary who don't know you haven't followed you um, who've been under a rock for the last 25 years and not around real estate and don't know who you are share a little bit of a background for them yeah, so I run a company um, called realestateinvestor.com. We're one of the largest marketers, if not the largest marketer in the real estate niche for real estate investors and real estate agents that are out there actively buying, acquiring properties, mostly full-time, uh, as opposed to the real true passive investor. Been doing that for a long time. Um, my background, I live in California. Uh, <laughs> we were actually, we sold everything. We were about to leave California in the San Francisco Bay Area, and we're up near Yosemite. I'm about 45 minutes uh, from Yosemite, an amazing place. We're probably going to stay here. I have a 10-acre property, and we're loving it, and uh, not having to deal with any COVID stuff, which is awesome. It's wonderful to breathe, real air, and all that stuff, but um, my background, I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. Uh, my parents, gosh, multi-generation entrepreneurs, and uh, my dad had a real estate a brokerage company, and we had a lot of rental properties. So I was uh, three weeks after turning 18, where, while some people are out there, you know, playing and getting their driver's license, I actually got my real estate license. And I was door knocking and cold calling and also working on uh, fixing the rental properties and uh, paid for college that way. I want to um, jump in on that. How, <laughs> how valuable, because Joey and I both have, I have four kids, he has five, and, and we talk about that influence of an entrepreneur parent in, in, as being that role model. How valuable do you think that that, having your, your dad share those ideas with you at such a young age has impacted your growth? Well, you know, at the time, being a, a, a young person, I did not, I was almost, I felt a little bit like I had to do it, right? It was it wasn't more, it was more by force than choice, to be honest. It's like, this is what you will do. Um, I had an engineer father, uh, Stanford MBA, industrial engineer um, during the Korean War type. So it was very disciplinarian. So I really, looking back, um, uh, I didn't like it at the time. It was probably the most uh, instrumental time of my life um, of really learning around you know, being an entrepreneur and not necessarily just being a slave in the system. We are indoctrinated into, uh, through from a very early age in our school system, 
right? I call those indoctrination camps. You know, I don't even, we didn't, we didn't even learn how to balance a checkbook in my high school, right? We were learning how to work and make somebody else money and pay taxes, a, a tax uh, cog. And so I really learned uh, from my family around the concept of a family economy. And um, it was instrumental. I'm doing that. I've got two daughters, a 17-year-old one and another one who just graduated from college, and they're right in the business. They're learning how to find their passion in terms of what they want to do professionally and also learning about passive income because we're going to talk about that today. I think a lot of people are focused on some money pot, you know, about like how to get $10 million in my bank account. At the end of the day, Robert Kiyosaki from Rich Dad, Poor Dad said it best. It's when our passive income is greater than our living expenses that we're considered wealthy. And um, after coaching thousands of people in the real estate investor niche, that's what almost all of us get into real estate for is a financial freedom and a, and a life uh, of freedom. And then they get trapped because they've been indoctrinated. They remanifest and they get lost. We're going to talk about that today. Uh, yeah, but, 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 but Gary, let me let me stop you before we keep going on that. I want to go back to the family, the importance of this. Yeah, I believe there are there is someone listening right now who feels the responsibility that they have younger kids, maybe even teenagers that are looking to them as a role model for their own financial future. And they are feeling the pressure and saying, I am stuck in my finances right now. I'm stuck without this freedom that you're talking about. If I don't take the step right now towards freedom, who are my kids going to learn this from? Yeah. What, what would you That's say a, to that person right now? You know, it is, it's absolutely true. And I got caught into it. My wife and I early on got caught into it as well. I think number one, I, we, you got to talk to our kids. Uh, if we're not talking to our kids and interacting with them about the basic principles of life. We'll talk about a few of these right now. But um, this, the, the, the indoctrination camps are, the world is going to be teaching our kids. So for instance, you know, when I was growing up, it was very much like you got to work hard and you got to get the best grades that you can. Um, I think for us in our conversation with my daughters, it's like, in terms of your profession, find something that you're uniquely gifted at, something that you're passionate about, and and focus on that because it doesn't matter what your career is, um, you know your profession. If you're passionate and you're uniquely gifted, comes amazing blessing. So I have a uh, as an example, a lot of people they look. Let's say a, a kid is really good at art, and they're just absolutely gifted at art, and then in math you know, they're getting C's and they're not very good. Well, our, our system tries to, oh, don't focus on the art, you know, focus on the math. And maybe they put all their effort and they maybe get a, a C plus or a B minus. And I think that it's really fun. I teach my kids, find what you're gifted at and you're passionate about and you'll find amazing blessing because then it's not really a job in a profession. So I have a daughter, my oldest daughter loves service. She has this huge heart for service, so we're allowing her to do that. She knows that she probably won't make a ton of money in that arena, but she's using real estate and learning about how to buy rental properties, specifically Airbnb, you know, as a family economy. 
and how to find those and then how to turn them into rentals and make passive income because she knows that over the next handful of years, if she has seven properties, she'll be wealthy and set for life. Gary, you've used that word family economy a couple of times. I think I know what you're referring to, but I'd love for you to help make it clear for Joey. <laughs> yeah. I'll be under the bus if you need I, it. I think, you know, we're in a, we're in a new world right now. Um, you know, you look at COVID, if you're in the service industry, there's like, you know, I, I'm not saying which side you are on this vaccine thing, but, you know, there's mandates, right? And so some people won't even be able to get a job unless they take the, the, the jab. And so I think there's an incredible opportunity today to build family economy. So I'll give you an example. Uh, my in-laws, um, my in-laws, they are retired. They're in their 70s, and they really need the passive income. So we joined up with them, and we actually, because I know how to find deals, I do a lot of private lending. And so we partner up together where even on like purchases on a, on a property, we'll actually, you know, they'll utilize some of their capital. Um, we'll actually pay them the income. And so there's an opportunity to figure out, Hey, let's put together what we have in terms of our family and how can we, how, how, how can we leverage, you know, as opposed to just giving everything to somebody else. Another example is, um, like for instance, Haley, my 22 year old daughter, she's like, well, gosh, I don't have any money. You know, she's got $25,000 when she started that she saved up from her work. And she said, how do I buy a property if I don't have any credit or money? And I basically, as part of the family economy, it's like, well, Haley, here's the deal. We'll partner. You'll, you can take some of that money and piggyback it with us. And we can be part of your help to basically come in with the payment or the down payment. You can actually do some of the rental management and then we'll actually come up with the split of the profit. And you do that a few times, and then ultimately you'll be off on your own. So I think we have to be a little bit more creative and utilize the, the resources and the talents that we have. And, uh, and that's, that's just, uh, you know, that I think that it's kind of going back to where this world was, the United States was, you know, multiple generations ago. And, um, and so, you know, that's, 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 at least that's what we're doing and it's working really well. Well, we, we talk about this, Gary, on the show a good bit is the, the power of family banking, which it sounds like is very similar to what you're talking about mm -hmm. is the family economy, but not seeing each generation as its own silo that has to deal with their own finances in their own way, but seeing how they actually play together and how it's much stronger when you can do that, because you, you're, you're right. The older generation needs the passive income, but they may have significant assets and they have potentially, um, you know, more time on their hands versus, you know, our generation has ideas and opportunities that maybe that older generation doesn't see. And so we bring those things together. It's just super powerful. So thank you for sharing what you guys are doing on that. Russ, I remember my dad specifically say to me, Joey, you got to go to college. I don't want you to end up like me. And you know what my dad was saying is in order for things to change, things have to change. You can't end up just like me. Well, I think, I mean, we, we as parents, sometimes we take on the burden thinking about our kids and, and how we want something better for them. 
And we want to know what will their future look like if I don't take action, if I don't do something different. See, in my house, I'm the role model. You're your kid's role model. And the buck stops with you. It's time to take action. If you're ready to take action, join us at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport and get started on your own journey to financial freedom. All right, let's jump back into this episode. Yeah, I want to, let me add a couple other things. And this is for people that are like, oh my gosh, where do I start? And also the fact that, you know, maybe as a parent, you're not perfect. Well, welcome to the world. None of us are perfect. So the first thing is we put one foot in front of us ourselves. I always tell my daughters, I'm like, girls, if you were building the Golden Gate Bridge, okay, San Francisco from the Bay Area. So if you're going to build a bridge and it's foggy and you don't see the other side, what you want to do is start laying bricks and make it as straight a line as you can because you know ultimately you're going to see land on the other side. That's really how we work because there is a lot of uncertainty. And um, so that would be number one. Number two is we left an incredible, uh, I call it a bubble. Um, we were in an area called Danville, California, which was a, you know, an upper, upper, you know, it's pretty wealthy and almost like the Beverly Hills of the San Francisco Bay Area. And the kids are driving BMWs. People are definitely living outside their means. And so my daughters, you know, we're Dave Ramsey followers. We love Dave Ramsey as Financial Peace University. My wife and I, we, we, we jumped into the lie. I had the lease cars and the BMWs. And I look back and my wife and I are like, look how mon- much money has slipped through our fingers. It wasn't until we got into our 40s where it was like, boom, boom, boom. You know, <laughs> to live like nobody else, you have to live like nobody else. So for instance, we don't do debt. Now, we had a lot of debt, but we worked to chip it off over a period of time. You have to start somewhere. My daughters, you know, all their friends are dressing up in brand brand name stuff, paying 150 bucks for jeans. Well, my daughter comes home and she went to the thrift store. By the way, the thrift stores in in high upper class areas are pretty awesome. So she goes, dad, look what I got for three bucks. She came back with a pair of $150 jeans that looked amazing on her. She got them for three bucks and I don't think they were ever worn. And so again, to live like nobody else, you have to live like nobody else. Um, you know, we, we are, we are a debt-free family. We buy cars like my car payment since 2013. And, and by the way, if we were billionaires, which we aren't, um, if we were billionaires, we would live about the same way that we live today. Uh, we have a family plan. So we come back and we were like, what is our family plan? And the kids are involved in it. Um, and, and even like we all came together, we were living and, you know, going through COVID. We don't really play the COVID game. I'll just put that out there. Uh, we don't play it. Uh, I don't wear a mask. I won't wear a mask. And, uh, and I, God bless people that do, but I don't. I'm in California where you're required and I haven't worn a mask one day. So we came together and said, hey, let's get out of communism. Now you know how I feel about it. Um, And we came together and we said, hey, guys, we still have debt on our primary mortgage. We have rental properties. Let's expedite the splat because we are looking at where the market's going to go as one of the biggest transfers of wealth. And we're like, let's fast, let's fast path our, our plan. So we said, let's get out of California. And, and we literally have little, uh, we spent, I don't know, we did this over a couple months. 
a lot of fun. My daughters are involved. We do um, a family plan where we said, where do we, where do we want to be? Like, what's the environment that we want to be? And what are some potential locations? We thought about Nashville, Idaho, Florida, and uh, literally we sold everything. People were like, what are you doing? Where are you going? We're like, we had no idea. I rented an 8,000 square foot house, Airbnb, on the super cheap up near Yosemite. Up, I'm in an area called Sonora Twainheart. And I said, let's rent it. We sold everything. We gave everything away. We literally took 3,000 square foot house in our entire life. Here's the family economy. I told Ashley, or Haley, I said, why don't you sell or give everything away? Keep the money. So she made like 3,000 bucks by you know, having people on Facebook Marketplace and other places come over and grab our stuff. We put it into a small container, loaded up our four cars, and head for the hills. And, um, and, and I got to tell you, it's the best blessing ever. Two hours after we left in December is when they had the mandatory curfew lockdown. And it felt mm-hmm. like the sound of music when they're heading <laughs> like to you the guys hills. Are, yeah, you're running up the hills. <laughs> so, I, you know, at the end of the day for all of us, we want to, most of us, big picture, all the entrepreneurs that I know, we're looking for financial freedom and we're looking for freedom of time. Time is the most com- valuable commodity. It is not the money. And, I, and you have to live like, to live like nobody else, you have to live like nobody else. And so what we do is we say, hey, where do we want to be personally? And then the business and the financials come next. Where do we want to be and how do we want to live? And how much money do we actually, you know, need to do that? It's really not a lot. So most people on this call are probably between ten and twenty-five thousand a month in passive income to do whatever they want. It's not you don't. It's not the ten million. So you focus on that. And even in my book that is just about to be released called The Freedom Code, it's really about this. Um, and we can go as much detail. Uh, I, I love real estate. I hate. Uh, I love your show because it's like wealth without Wall Street. I hate Wall Street. I came from real estate. I, I was a, I'm a computer engineer. I worked for uh, one of the largest consulting technology companies in the world called Accenture, Anderson Consulting, right out of college. And then I did four Silicon Valley startups. Uh, one that went public, co- cover of Fortune magazine. I was employee 12. On paper, I was worth millions. And, uh, and then the stock crashed in the dot-com thing. So what I, I hate Wall Street. Uh, why? Because it's, it's fake, it's make-believe. Um, real estate, I can, it's everywhere, right? I can value it because usually I can say, oh, this property generates this kind of income and it's worth this number of dollars as is. Wall Street, they mark it up, right? These price to earning ratios. It's like, oh, you have a value of a, a million dollars for a business. And then they'll say it's worth a hundred million or 137 million, like Tesla as an example. And it's a game, I call it organized gambling. So I like, I, I hate to gamble. I don't, I don't like poker. I don't like where I, I, I hate losing money. So real estate is, you know, it's, it's everywhere. Uh, you just like Warren Buffett says, real estate investor is somebody that usually has money. They buy a physical asset class that happens to be real estate, and then they hold it forever. And there's a acronym called IDEAL of the, of the things that they get out of it. I won't go into all of that, but there's three buckets that I'm looking at 
in terms of everything I do. I'm looking for cash now, cash flow, and cash later. So cash now is typically uh, I do some work and then I make some money. That's typically like wholesaling or rehabbing a property. I buy a property, I fix it up, and I sell it. I do work and I get, I get one-time payment. That's really a job. So a lot of us real estate investors are not real. That's not really truly real estate investing. That's a real estate business operator. Cash flow is rental income on leverage and also lending. Uh, I love private lending, especially in this market, doing it right. And then cash later is on appreciation and then somebody else paying the mortgage down. So equity buildup. So when I'm looking at real estate, I'm always looking at it from, uh, you know, how do I, I'm, uh, what am I going to do? What buckets do I need to fill? And then secondly, I do what's a, what I call keep the best, sell the rest. So I'm looking at what do I want to ultimately hold and generate passive income and long-term wealth. And then everything else I'll, I'll turn and flip for a quick, you know, profit. That's, that's how I look at it. And uh, very focused on the passive income and the, and the fundamentals. Um, and we're in a kind of a funky market right now. So I'm also telling everybody to be very careful. This is a euphoric stage of real estate. And a lot of people think that this is the new normal. And from my perspective, it's not. Well, and that, that's what I was about to go into. I think the why now, right? Why is this important now. And I think you just started to touch on it. By the way, if you're not watching this live, you're missing basically areas acting as Jack Canna's new mutual of Omaha. Uh, the, the He's got a whole like um, drove of turkeys <laughs> behind him here. I, I'm looking at that thinking about dad. He would have like had to stop the podcast, turned around and shoot them before <laughs> to, to do that. Actually, I, I called it a drove. That's what he called it. And I think there's another term for uh, a collective of turkeys and I'm, I'm forgetting the name of it, but that's not important. What is important is going back to why is this important now? Like why do you believe it's so important for someone to learn i think when we were before we were uh, press record we were talking about the the quote-unquote post-covid opportunity what what exists what do you think uh exists out there and why should people be taking action and what should they do yeah so i get a, a lot of people ask i'm probably a lot of people know me in my industry as kind of the peter schiff of the real estate investor world i um I'm more of a doom and gloom guy and, and also very optimistic. So let me see if I can explain. I have no crystal ball, but real estate has been a seven-year cycle for well over 100 years. It's been a seven-year cycle. It's actually to the day, to the Shemitah, uh, which is the Jewish calendar, if you really go back and look at those cycles. Very interesting. Um, and I'm a faith-based guy, so I kind of look at these patterns. Um, it's been a seven-year cycle. And... This is the longest cycle that we've ever had. I think we're now at year 13. Mm. So I look at history as a great predictor of the future. And the change in the market, this, these market turns. So real estate is, you know, it's, there's, there's the bottom of the market, like 2009, right? Or right after 9-11, seven, seven years before that. And you just go right back. But there's the bottom of the market, and then there's the top of the market. and 
I'm seeing a lot of very similar characteristics uh, that we saw. A lot of us are seeing, you know, it's euphoria. You know, when the barber and the hair salon and the person that does the nails and a grocery person at the market is talking about real estate and wanting to get in, you know that we're pretty much at the peak of the market. So I think from my perspective, and there's other things going on, they're printing money at unprecedented amounts, right? Even before COVID, even before COVID, we couldn't even pay the debt on the interest, uh, you know, coming in May of last year. So this is completely spun out of control. Um, I think we're going to see massive inflation. So here's what I'm doing right now, and here's what I'm coaching everybody, that we're going to probably see a fairly big correction like we have. It always comes, I've, I've called it, I've been on my podcast for the last four years, I've talked about these market corrections, and it has always been a boogeyman event. So we had 9-11. We had, a, and you know, boogeyman event, you can think of it as you ever, however you want. It's an artificial event. It's not just natural supply and demand. And so the, the oil embargo, the uh, Vietnam War, you just go back to different states. Well, this one now is called COVID. So there's going to be a point in time that I think we're going to see a massive uh, uh, impact, especially to the coastal areas like California, these markets that have gone up ungodly. And I think there's going to be a market turn where we're going to see a huge supply back on the market, uh, which is going to wipe out a lot of people that cannot sustain for a period of 12 to 18 months, followed by massive appreciation or inflation. I think properties, if people can hold properties, physical assets, you know, two, three, four, five, ten 10 years down the road, a $300,000 property, I personally think will be, you know, t- two or three million, if not more. So the middle class gets wiped out and then you really truly have the poor and the, and the wealthy. So I'm encouraging everybody to be watchful now, be very, you know, this is a time to protect what you have, get ready to pivot and then profit. So where I'm investing, I like free and clear assets. So if you can actually have part of your portfolio free and clear, debt free, and then I love first position mortgages where I'm a private lender. So I'm funding a lot of really conservative loans, just like I'm Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Mm -hmm. except it's the bank of Gary Boomershine on properties that have a huge amount of equity. When you I'll say a you, huge amount, what, what, what percentage would that be? Well, I'll give you an example. I funded a $347,000 first position loan, okay. nobody in front of me, where the borrower, the buyer of the property, put $500,000 down. Now, I'm getting 8.5% interest, and I'm happy with that. Go, you show me any other asset class that actually has the, um, I mean, my worst case scenario is I'd have to foreclose on a property at 347 that was purchased for 850,000, right? Yeah. Um, I'm doing a lot of those conservative, kind of a, it's a little bit harder to find, but I'm typically, and I work with brokers, hard money brokers that are finding these deals um, because a lot of people will get a 12% or a 10% interest rate but for a little bit lower interest, I'm getting a much better product, which might, you know, it's a hedge against inflation or a downturn because my, you know, my biggest risk is I get the, uh, I acquire the property, but my upside 
uh, and I'm also getting eight and a half, and in some cases, nine and a half percent in California. Go ahead. Gary, you said that you are being brought these deals by brokers. So if I'm interested in getting into this world, how do I go about finding brokers to bring me deals like the ones that you're talking about? Yeah. Um, in fact, if I'm planning to come to Nashville at your event that you guys are going to be having, this would be a great topic for me to share with the group because it's, it's, it's not something in two minutes. Here's what I typically do. There's hard money brokers. Private money brokers are everywhere. And they're not usually um, large companies. There's usually individual local. And so I'll call them and build relationships and say, hey, I'm a, I'm a private investor. I have some money to lend and wanted to know, Mr. Broker, if you needed any more to lend. And usually they immediately say, hey, we'd like to take you out to lunch. <laughs> because, <laughs> right? So because I have the money and I, then I'll come in and I'll ask them about their, what kind of deals that they're doing. And then I'll ask them, by the way, do you ever find things that are a little bit more conservative? Because I would be interested in a little bit more conservative. I call it a product. It is a product. Mm-hmm. That's what even banks, right? I'm looking for, you know, something a little bit more conservative on the uh, loan to value ratio, and I'm willing to go in a, a lower interest rate. See, hard money brokers, private money brokers, they make their money. They use other people like me, our money, and then they charge points and uh, uh, you know, servicing fees and then what are called junk fees. So they make a lot of money by working with the borrowers and doing all the paperwork. And then right. you know, for me to do a deal is probably about 45 minutes. I go online, I see if there's a real property there you know, on Google. <laughs> uh, I'll go out and do, look on Zillow and, 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 and usually drive by. The brokers usually drive by and they're trusted. So I work with about three or four trusted brokers that I have for you know, 10 years and they're bringing me properties all the time. And, um, and then I also, in some cases I work with our family money. Uh, my mom who loves to get a return, her accountant says that I give her her best return and they piggyback. And sometimes I get a bit of a spread on their money. So they get 6% and I might, you know, the loan brings in eight and a half percent. So I'm getting a two, two and a half percent spread again, real estate is nothing more than a finance game and a game of leverage. So once you right. understand it, right, and 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 so hopefully that answered your question. No, th- this is great. We could. I do think we need to have a part two to this podcast because we haven't even gotten into all the things that that you're going to be sharing in your book. I know we were a second ago we were talking about the book that's coming up, the Freedom Code. And um, I, I don't want to just make you give a 30-second rendition of it because I don't think it'd be fair uh, to you nor the person listening. So I have to come back um, and, and have you back on the show. Uh, Gary was mentioned a second ago that there are uh, we have a select group of people that are going to be a part of a, a, a small event that we're going to be having in Nashville. We'll come back and we'll talk about some of the conversations that were had there. I know that you will want to hear from that. And, and Gary, I, I hope that you're going to take part in the community because I think there's in addition to what you have uh, content that you shared here on your book, uh, I know that your, your website, uh, realestateinvestor.com has so much for people um, that, that could help them. I, I just hope that you'll come back and participate. Uh, can I get you to agree to do that a third time since the first uh, time we didn't re- technically get to uh, share it with everybody? 
Absolutely. I'll make it even better. I will give a special gift to everybody who uh, has an interest. My, uh, it's been on my bucket list for a decade. I've had so many people that have said, Gary, you have to share this to um, people. And so I, I'm finally releasing the book. It's called The Freedom Code. I'll give everybody who wants a free copy of it. And I also have, um, right, the weekend that COVID started, they were shutting everything down. I was, I was speaking in front of 400 people on a uh, topic. I was the last speaker for an hour and a half, and I presented how to build a business that works for you. And part of it is it's, you got to get super clear on the why and the what, not the how. A lot of people get into real estate. They're focused on how do I rehab? How do I buy an Airbnb? you got to stand back and first focus on why and what and get really clear on what it is because it's very easy to get lost. So I give a presentation, all kinds of tools. And then if you are an active investor, you might actually even find realestateinvestor.com. Uh, we're the largest marketer. We got all kinds of services and stuff. Um, so if, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a text, a, a phone number to text. Um, just put Wall Street in the message so we know to give the book out when it comes out in a handful of weeks. But I'll give you the phone number, and then you can put it in the show notes. They can anybody can text nine two five three two zero zero five seven five nine two five three two zero zero five seven five just put wall street in the text message and then you'll get a within a couple of minutes you'll get a link uh with a bunch of free gifts that um i put together because people I, I love i love i've made so many mistakes over the last 17 years doing this and trying to to break free of the bondage and um i love sharing and and, and, and you know if this helps any of you any anything i'd love to hear it on facebook or uh, send us a personal note. Uh, we'd love that. So, uh, And by the way, just because I'm such a contrarian, there's no way I could type the word Wall Street without putting the word without in front of it. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> if you want to text Wall Street, you can, but I hope you text Gary without, without Wall, Wall Street. Street. <laughs> <laughs> and that's 925-320-0575. What a great offer to give a free copy uh, of your new book, The Freedom Code. Thank you so much, Gary, for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure for Joey and I to just sit here and listen and look forward to spending some time with you one-on-one in Nashville. Yeah, it'll be great. Well, God bless you. God bless all of you that are participating today. And, uh, you know, let's go out and make a difference and do it without Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right. As always, thank you for listening and have a great day. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.